This week's episode of the Rerooted and Thriving podcast is brought to you by TWD Coaching and Consulting, where we help you identify and maximize your strengths so that you can lead with clarity and confidence. Leadership can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to Rerooted and Thriving, a space to empower and inspire women to lead with authenticity and own their voices. I'm Dr. Tamara Dias, book lover, occasional runner, and a woman on a mission to help you cultivate a sustainable leadership journey. Let's get started. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you've chosen to join me for another episode of the Rerooted and Thriving Podcast. I'm Dr. Tamara Dias, founder and owner of TWD Coaching and Consulting, and I'm so glad that you are here. I hope you enjoyed your break. We were off last week. I took some time to spend with my family for the holidays, did a little bit of traveling, not a whole lot, um, got to eat some good food, have some great conversation, see folks I haven't seen in a year. So it was a really good time just mentally and emotionally to celebrate the holiday. So I hope wherever you are, um, that you took some time for yourself, whether you spent it with family or friends, but that you enjoyed last week. This week on the podcast, I want to obviously talk about leadership because that's what I do every week. But this week, I want to talk about learning as a leader. Um, The pearl of wisdom that I'm going to share today is what sparked this conversation, but really conversations with leaders in my circle, friends and colleagues that I've known, you know, for nearly a decade who lead across sectors. Our conversations really made me start to think about what are the attributes of a successful leader? And so I'm sure if I asked you that question, a lot of things would come to mind for you. You might answer that question based on where you are in your journey. If you feel successful, you may take that question and say, well, what has made me successful up until this point? You may think about leaders that you've served under. So maybe you worked with somebody who you felt like was a very successful leader. And so you start to ask yourself, what characteristics or qualities did they have that I would probably point out as being necessary qualities of a successful leader? Or maybe you thought about somebody who you've never met, but that you've seen the impacts of their leadership. Maybe you thought about a major Fortune 500 company that has achieved a huge profit over the past few years. Or maybe there's an organization that comes to mind that led that functioned really well during the pandemic. And you think about their leadership and you start to ask yourself, well, what did their leader do? How did the leaders in their organization operate? that would make me ask myself, what about them would make them successful? Lots of things came to mind for me as I answered that question, but a a common theme across my colleagues that I'm very close with in leadership, those people that I can kind of text at 11 o'clock at night because I'm up a little bit later than I should be trying to finish a project or work on a proposal. These folks, one of the themes across all of us is that we are learners first. And I think if you ask any leader, or at least I hope if you ask any leader that you know, they will tell you that learning currently plays and has played a major role in where they are now in their leadership. Obviously, I introduce myself at the start of every podcast. 
I'm Dr. Tamara Diet, so I have a terminal degree. I also I also hold a master's degree and a bachelor's degree. Um, and I think that for me, when I went back to school for my doctorate, I went back because I am, I have always been obsessed with learning. This is who I've been since I was a small child. I've always loved to read. My mother will tell you stories that when she would put me in the bed when I was younger, I would sneak books underneath my sheets and try to read with the TV lights in the background. And then I think by the time I made it to middle school, book lights came out, which were these tiny little lights that you could get from like a Barnes and Noble or Borders bookstore. And they were meant to kind of illuminate your pages. And I would go underneath my covers with that book light and try to read. So for as long as I can remember, I have loved learning, learning just for the sake of learning. Didn't always have to be at school, though I loved being at school. School for me was a safe place because there was lots of learning happening. But I think about who I've always been, and that has been someone who is passionate about learning. I'm always trying to learn more, to know more. I always like to ask the why behind things and figure them out. I don't necessarily ask them for people to tell me. I'll ask and then go do the research myself. And so for me, I think that learning has been foundational in my leadership and in my success as a leader, because I am always open to learning. I am always trying to learn something new. Now, sometimes this is harder than I would like it to be because there's some things that I just, I'm not always curious about learning. I think about when I first got my position in the C-suite as an executive, and there was a lot that I had to learn about account management and budget and finance and numbers are not my thing. So that for me wasn't super exciting. So I, I had to learn, you know, I had to learn how the numbers worked. I had to do all this research, but it wasn't the kind of learning that I probably would have picked myself. It probably would have, was the last thing that I would have picked for myself, to be honest with you, but I had to learn. Now on the flip side, there's other things that I enjoy learning. I enjoy reading about. My background is in education. So pretty much you can give me just about anything that is K through 12 education related and I will love it. I will read it. Even if it's not the most interesting, I am intrigued about the current state of education, and I think I always will be. So that for me is considered fun reading. And so when people ask me questions, you know, how did you finish your doctorate before 30? How did you make the Forbes list? What advice do you have? I always talk about the importance of learning. So I want to talk about that today on this episode. I first want to start off with the obvious is that learning does not always have to happen in a classroom. So though I'm going to share a little bit about what learning looks like in a more formal sense, if you choose to go back to school for an additional degree or a terminal degree, you can absolutely do that. You can enroll at a university or in a program and take courses. But there's so many other ways to learn that I think we may forget about. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about that too, so that if you're thinking about this, 2021 is about to wrap up. We're approaching the time where everybody is going to set these New Year's resolutions. Perhaps you want to set a goal for yourself around learning, around, a, around reaching a specific marker in your journey. And so maybe you have a goal in mind already and you want to learn the necessary steps so that you can get there. I want this episode to be able to help you as you approach that. And maybe even if you hadn't, started thinking about 2022, because I also understand that maybe this episode will spark something in you to say, okay, I do want to go back, or I have this at my fingertips already. 
let me go and pull that out so that I can kind of start or restart my learning journey. All right, let's jump in. So I think the most obvious here is degrees. So when people think about learning, they automatically think, okay, so I need to go back to school. I need to get an MBA. I need to get a master's in accounting. I need to get a master's in fine arts. I need to go get my PhD. I need to go get my doctorate in education. People automatically think about these degree programs. And if that's you, if you are someone listening to this who was either in one or thinking about going into one, congratulations. I'm starting off with this because I think this is the most traditional area or the most traditional path that people take when it comes to furthering their learning. And as someone who has gone to college several times in several programs, I cannot be more supportive and more affirming of the experiences that I have had in colleges and universities. Having the opportunity not only to connect with classmates, but also professors who were experts in the field of study that I was interested in proved to be invaluable for me. So if you're someone who's thinking about going back to school, congratulations on taking that step. I always encourage people to do as much research as possible. So research the program or the area that you're interested in. If possible, go to that college or university's website, pull up some of those professors, look at their curriculum vitae, see where their research interest has been, look at the experiences they have had, and ask yourself, the professors who are in this program, based on their backgrounds, is this a program that I feel aligns with me and where I want to go? Additionally, I would like to offer that you don't always have to go back for a full degree program. I also hold a certificate in educational leadership. So a certificate is not a full degree program. It was about 20, it was over 20 credits. So it's definitely an undertaking. It wasn't just like one or two classes. It was six classes plus 300 hours of an internship. So it was a very hefty certificate, but it wasn't to the extent of a full master's program. So if you're thinking about learning as well, and you're interested in going into an institution of higher education, but maybe you don't want to enroll in a full master's or doctorate program or, you know, a full degree program, think about certificates. Tons of universities offer continuing education certificates that you can enroll in where, where you'll get, you know, a completion certificate. You usually can actually walk in the graduation. Um, but it's not to the extent of a degree program, but you do get a lot of the hands-on experience because certificates are typically tailored very specifically to the area that you're getting the certificate in. So it's meant to really be this laser focus into what you want to do. Additionally, most colleges allow you to enroll as just a continuing education student. So you don't even have to enroll in a program. You can take a class. So don't feel like, oh, I really want to go back to this school or I want to go to this local university, but I don't want to enroll in a full program. You can learn by just signing up for a class. You don't always have to make that huge investment. And in fact, if you're thinking about going back to school and you're not sure, I highly encourage just taking a class first, seeing if it's a good fit and then going from there. All right. So moving into what I like to consider as kind of the next step in paid investments because school is going to cost you something financially. Even if you get a scholarship, there's still other expenses that come out. Um, in terms of learning, I would encourage you to tap into your network and explore what conferences and seminars you have access to in your through your professional affiliations, 
through your company, through the organization that you work with, what national organizations or national affiliates might they have a relationship with who holds great conferences that may be national or international and can serve as opportunities for you to learn and expand your background. For example, when I was an educator, I was a member of the Association for World Language Teachers because I taught Spanish. Now I'm an, a member of several organizations that work with nonprofits, um, the Nonprofit Leaders Lab. Um, and I'm also a member of professional organizations that just work with women of color in leadership. These organizations typically do have a convening of some sort and allow people who are members of that organization to come together participate in workshops, hear a keynote, and of course, network and build relationships. And on my earlier episodes of the podcast, when I did the series on relationship building, I highlighted how attending these conferences are a great opportunity for you to build relationships and to expand your network, but they're also a great place for you to learn. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've felt trapped in my own bubble and I feel like I'm seeing the same people or I'm working in the same circles and I'm hearing the same types of things. Not always a bad situation to be in, but the moment that I kind of stepped outside of my bubble and went to a conference four states away or across the, the country, it felt like this light bulb went off just because I got to hear different perspectives and I got to hear it from people who were not within my immediate area or the region that I was coming from. So just having that different perspective served as a learning opportunity for me, being able to engage in some of those lunchtime conversations or, you know, we're both at registration discussing our backgrounds. I'm learning there too. So tap into the professional affiliates for whatever role you hold, whether you work in ed tech, whether you work in finance, maybe you work in political advocacy, Maybe you're an entrepreneur. There are so many organizations, that your local chambers of commerce, that offer events for you to attend. And these are typically paid, but they are not as big of an investment as you would make by financially choosing to go into a degree program or a more long-term educational situation. You can go to a conference and hear from experts in your field. And I promise you, you'll come back with knowledge. And if it's a great conference, you'll walk away with some things that you can implement the minute you get back to your office. A great conference for me is when I know that I go in, I'm taking these notes and I take that time to un unpack what actionable steps I can take with all of this new information. So I encourage you to do the same. Tap into your local, statewide, national organizations that are aligned in your current career field. And then ask yourself, how can I attend these events? Not only to, of course, build my network, expand these relationships, but also to learn. And you may you may be able to get access to, to other opportunities through these professional organizations. Some of them do offer their own certifications. Some of them offer um, an organization that I was in did a series around Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. And so several leaders got to go through that and go through that certification. So there's lots of opportunities once you're affiliated. So I highly encourage you to figure out kind of where the experts in your field go, tap into that organization, invest in a membership, and then attend those national conferences and convenings so that you can learn there. And then my last one, I try to give something for everyone. So 
We've talked about the investing in yourself as a leader with a degree program. We've talked about investing in yourself as a leader with, you know, a certificate or, you know, going to a conference. Now let's talk free. There are so many ways that you can learn as a leader for free. You're doing one of them right now, listening to my podcast. I hope that as you tune in each week, you're learning actionable steps, things that you can take back and reflect on in your leadership role and implement them. There's tons of podcasts out there that you can use that give advice, that bring in experts as well for you to learn from. They typically will share on their experiences and then share some nuggets or strategies that you can use around a specific topic. Another thing that you can look at is webinars. If you go to Eventbrite, um, you can usually filter Eventbrite by topic. So if there's a specific topic that you're looking for, you can type it in the search bar. Or if you're looking in a specific region, you can type in your state and Eventbrite will display everyone who has tickets on their website based on the criteria you've put in. Now, Eventbrite has tons of paid options. So you'll do that and you may see some things for $20, $50, $100. But a lot of organizations use Eventbrite for free opportunities. As a nonprofit executive director, I use Eventbrite a lot for free seminars and events we were having for free social opportunities, the local happy hours that we would put on. I used Eventbrite for people to get the free tickets so I could keep track of the guests. And so as you're searching, you can also kind of filter about what you're looking for. So I guarantee you, if you were to pull them up, you would find something in your area. Additionally, because of the pandemic, a lot of people use Eventbrite for their virtual event advertisement. So you'll see virtual events there. A lot of organizations are still doing virtual events because they found that they worked really well for them. So regardless of where you're located, you know, you can attend a virtual seminar or webinar for an organization that's 10 states away and you didn't have to buy a plane ticket or get a hotel room. So again, that's Eventbrite. Check them out. Um, And then again, if you are affiliated with those professional organizations, you know, those organizations that are specialized within your field, They usually, most of the organizations that I'm a member of now, offer some type of virtual experience. So once I pay that membership fee, I get access to, you know, a once a month event around a specific topic where I'm able to come and learn. And it's already tailored to my industry because I've joined, you know, the National Organization for Financial Professionals. I'm just making that up. But you've joined the organization. So the topics that they talk about are going to be relevant to financial professionals. So you don't even have to worry about filtering those out. They are already tailored to you. And I think the main goal of this conversation, what I want to stress to you, is that in believing that leaders are learners, you understand that your learning never stops. You're always looking for ways that you can acquire more knowledge, whether that is formally in a classroom or in a degree program, or that is informally through reading books and listening to podcasts. Access is out there for you. So I want you to think about at the end of this episode, what are some action steps you're going to take within the next two to three months to learn more? Is there a book you want to read? Is there a conference you want to go to? Is there a webinar that you probably had access to and there's a recording sitting in your inbox and you want to go back and listen to it? Make time to do that. Never forget that as long as you're leading people, you want to make sure that you demonstrate that you are learning and that you are growing and that you want to acquire more knowledge. All right, 
So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the episode here with a pearl of wisdom as usual. This week's pearl of wisdom comes from Rick Warren. And Rick Warren says, all leaders are learners. The moment you stop learning, you stop leading. I learn as much as I can from as many as I can, as often as I can. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you're encouraged to go out here to learn, acquire all the knowledge that you can. And of course, I will see you right back here next week for next week's episode. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rerooted and Thriving. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tamara W. Dias. And if you're interested in leadership coaching, check out my website, www.tamaradias.com for details on coaching offerings. See you next week. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Rerooted and Thriving podcast. So excited that you're back with me and that you've joined me for what will be the last podcast of 2021. That's right. I'm off next week. And so there won't be a new episode. I'm going to wrap up 2021 on this episode. And of course, invite you back to join me on a brand new episode to kick off 2022. However, totally suggest that you go back and listen to older podcast episodes. Maybe if you are a brand new listener, um, you'll go back and kind of start from where I began this journey a few months ago. Happy to have all of you here. Recently on my last episode of the podcast, I talked about the importance of unplugging from work. I acknowledge that many of us are going on breaks right now. We're using our PTO. We're taking time off, but it's so hard for many of us to actually enjoy working. That led me to what I want to talk about this week on the podcast. And that is, how do you wrap up a year? I know that right now, many of you are probably already in the mindset of thinking about the goals that you want to set for 2022. If you're like me, you already ordered your planner. Mine came in the mail this week. Um, And so I'm already kind of thinking, what goals do I want to set for myself? I have a vision board party lined up. All of these things to kind of get my mind going as I look towards a new year. Before we do that, though, I want to make sure that we actually take a moment to pause and kind of wrap up our 2021. I was reading a post today on Facebook um, and it really talked about how, you know, because of the pandemic, these past couple of years have been challenging for all of us. Many of us are struggling with not feeling productive. We're struggling with major events or life milestones that maybe we'd planned to celebrate. They were canceled. So many of us are feeling like things are unfinished. I have friends that finished their doctoral programs and never got to walk across the stage. And you think about working towards something for six or seven years and never being able to walk across the stage. Pretty difficult. And so I was reading a post on Facebook today that actually kind of reminded me and reminded all of us to just be grateful for making it this far, making it to the end of 2021. I did lose, you know, some close people to me who passed away over the previous couple of years. So I don't take it lightly that I'm able to be here with you, that I'm able to, you know, host this podcast and that I'm able to share with you. But it also reminded me that we can be so focused on the next thing 
We can be so focused on our next big goal or where we want to go from here or how do I set the perfect vision board up to reach that big milestone that we don't actually take time to appreciate where we are and what we've accomplished thus far. You made it here and that deserves to be celebrated before you even start to think about what you want to do next. So I want to make sure that on today's episode of the podcast that I just share some of the thoughts that I have about wrapping up 2021. I'm going to share, you know, some reflections that I'll be doing as the year wraps up. Of course, I will give you a pearl of wisdom and then guys, I'll send you on your way until 2022. All right. So the first thing that I really want to encourage you to do, if you haven't, um, is to just show gratitude because you exist right here in this moment. Um, And I say that because many people may feel like, I didn't get the big goal that I wanted. You know, I'm still working to accomplish a goal that I set. You know, my timeline got all messed up because of the pandemic. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you had a goal in mind to get some major leadership position and you didn't get it. That's okay. I really want to make sure that we take time to acknowledge that we are here and that alone really deserves some credit and some recognition. So as you start to wrap up your 2021, I want you to ask yourself, how am I celebrating the fact that I made it to the end of this year? You don't have to celebrate in a literal way of throwing a party, though if you do, highly suggest it. But many of you all listening to this podcast, you're leaders, you lead teams, you supervise others, you work on major projects, you do lots of amazing things in your community. And I think it's really important that Aside from all of that, you give yourself credit just for waking up every day, being able to get out of the bed, being able to put one foot in front of the other. I read a lot of statistics over the past couple of years, not necessarily about the pandemic and COVID, but more so of the struggles that many people were facing with their mental health and how so many people found themselves just spiraling in anxiety in depression in you know, beating themselves up for not being able to do certain things. And I really want to make sure that if you're listening to this podcast, that you've set aside time and space just to be grateful for where you are and to thank yourself for making it this far. So if you have not, be intentional before the year ends and say, I'm going to appreciate the fact that I've made it. Maybe this year didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it to, Maybe I would have, you know, picked a couple of goals to reach that I didn't get the chance to reach. But that's all right. I'm here. I woke up. I pushed past some really difficult things. And that really deserves a moment of gratitude. And I want to thank myself. I want to thank my body. I want to just be grateful for being here in this moment. Next, I want to jump into the space where I do acknowledge that many of you made lots of progress this year. Many of you all did reach goals. You accomplished things. I had a couple of really good colleagues message me and tell me about promotions that they secured towards the end of the year, telling me, you know, I finally did it, Tamara. I finally got that job or I had my last interview and I just got word that I got the position. So I don't want to ignore the fact that many of you actually got the job that you wanted. You finished 
a program. You got the degree. Um, if you know me, I actually went back to school and took more courses this year and I finished. So I want to make sure that we actually acknowledge all of the work that we have done this year. So if you are listening to this and you made progress in any type of way, if you got the job, if you interviewed for the job, if you revised the resume for the position, maybe you reached a performance goal that you set for yourself that you thought was going to be impossible. And here you are at the end of the year and you did it. I want to acknowledge all of those moments because as much as I think I wanted to start off with the space of if you didn't quite get to where you wanted to, there's nothing wrong with that. But I also want to acknowledge that many of you did reach your goals and you got to where you wanted to get to. So if that's you, I want to make sure that you're intentional as well about celebrating your accomplishments. How are you being intentional about celebrating the progress that you made? And notice that I'm really saying progress. I'm not so much focusing on, I checked off 30 things on my to-do list and I accomplished this really big thing. I really wanted to focus on the fact that progress towards your goal matters and it's valid and it's important. However, we can so easily focus on, well, I had 30 things set in front of me this year and I didn't do all 30. I did 10. It still matters. Um, Whether you did one, two, or you did all 30, progress towards pushing you closer towards that goal, that end goal that you have for yourself is super important. So if you're listening to this, know that I am proud of you and you should be intentional about celebrating yourself and celebrating the progress that you've made. Again, like I shared earlier, you can actually do a celebration. So maybe you take yourself out to dinner or you order your favorite dinner and have it delivered. Maybe you find your favorite vineyard and you take a trip or you buy your favorite bottle of wine. Maybe if you're a spa person, you treat yourself to a spa treatment. Maybe you take a day and you, you know, you just take a hike or you get outside in the environment. Um, Be intentional about setting aside that space to where you do nothing. You don't expect anything, but it's literally a moment just for you to be appreciative of how far you've come and the progress that you've made. I think it's important for us to show that gratitude to ourselves and to be grateful and to acknowledge that progress because I am someone who can be really critical of myself. And before I even pause to be grateful for what I've accomplished, I'm already thinking about the next thing. I'm thinking about, oh, I have to do this next. Or now that I've accomplished this step, I need to push on and do the next one. I'm always, we can be so focused on going all of the time and consistently moving that we forget I've actually done something. I've actually made an accomplishment. And before I move forward and push myself onto the next thing on my to-do list, I'm actually just going to pause and be grateful that I'm here right now. I'm going to be grateful for what I've accomplished so far. So ask yourself now, how am I going to celebrate my progress so far? How am I going to celebrate what I've done this year? How am I going to celebrate moving closer to where I want to be? All right. Then my last one, um, this one is a little bit more external. And I wanted to include this because I know that for me, making it to the end of 2021 was not a solo journey. I'm really here because thankfully, 
I have a great support system of friends and family, and I've been able to make it this far because of those relationships. So the third one is to thank others. How are you showing gratitude to other people in your lives? I think about, you know, the past couple of years struggling through the pandemic, and I'm very grateful for the people that I could send text messages to when things got rough. I went through several leadership challenges during the pandemic um, and shifting to remote work environments, supervising teams, having to shift completely from in-person to remote and still be effective and supervise others in doing the same. And it wasn't easy for me. It was very challenging, but I really had a great support system of other leaders, of other colleagues who were only a text or a phone call or a quick Zoom chat away. And I was so grateful that even in those moments of difficulty, I didn't feel like I was on an island. I didn't feel like I was by myself, you know, about to drown and in need of a life jacket because I knew that I had people around me who would who would easily kind of jump in, give me the support, give me the feedback, make sure I had what I needed to be successful. So this third question I want you to kind of ask yourself is how am I showing gratitude to other people? Think about the people in your life over this past year who have been influential and instrumental in you making it to this point. Maybe it was someone who constantly sends you those encouraging text messages. Maybe it was someone who you work with who helped you complete a project. Maybe it was someone who saw you struggling or needing support on a project and stepped in and relieved the load. Maybe it's a family member who came and visited you or checked on you in a moment where you really needed it. I really want you to pause and think about those individuals in your life who had a role in pushing you forward, especially during those difficult times. I also think that the pandemic, when many of us were quarantined in our homes and we couldn't get out, I think it reminded a lot of us of the importance of relationships. And even the most introverted people like myself, we had to pause and think about really how we do value interaction with others and how our relationships with those around us really impact our lives and make us better people. And for me, I know that I wouldn't have made it to this point. I wouldn't have been able to make it through the pandemic thus far without the support of friends and family, without people who said, you know, I got a lot on my plate, but I'm also going to pause, take a moment to check in with you and think about how I can support you as well. And at the start of this podcast, like on the very first episode, um, and in the earlier episodes, I talked about leadership and how leadership can be lonely. And many of us haven't had to feel that loneliness because of the people that we surrounded ourselves with. So think about thanking these people. Think about showing gratitude. I am a person who loves to do handwritten thank you notes. Um, and the most you may have to pay for is a stamp. If you're old school like me, I still love putting things in the mail um, or you can send an email, just type out a quick gratitude email to someone, thanking them for their support, thanking them for the role that they played in making sure that you had a positive year. Um, also, if you have it in the budget, if it's something you can do, send them a gift. You know, I just sent one of my really good colleagues a Starbucks gift card, thanking them for supporting me throughout the year. I mailed off a couple of handwritten cards this week, kind of saying, you know, as I wrap up the end of 2021, just want to thank you for all that you've done to support me and thanking you for, you know, seeing me through what has been a challenging year for so many people. Um, and so think about that for you. 
Are there some steps that you can take to show gratitude to the people in your life, to the people who have been impactful for you, influential in making sure that you were able to push through some really difficult times and kind of, you know, persevere to the end? I don't believe that um, any of the things that I've done to be that I've been able to accomplish and to be successful in, I've been able to do alone. I'm grateful to have a team around me. All right. So just a quick recap of the three things I want you to think about as you wrap up 2021. The first is to just acknowledge and celebrate the fact that you are here, regardless of what you felt you did or did not accomplish. We want to start off wrapping up this year with just being grateful that we exist and that we are alive and that we are here and that we're waking up and that we're trying to just put one foot in front of the other. The second thing is that I want you to acknowledge and celebrate your wins, celebrate the progress. We're not celebrating, you know, the fact that maybe we didn't get to where we wanted to get to. We're focusing on the progress. So if you made any sort of progress, no matter how small, towards any goal in your life, any goal for your career, any goal in your leadership, acknowledge that and celebrate that. And the third was to thank others. We don't do this work alone. We don't live on an island. And many of us have really strong support systems of people who reach out to us consistently and make sure that we have the support we need to be successful. So how are you being intentional about thanking those people for pouring into you and for being in your life? You can do it through a gift if you like, or it's as simple as a thank you text message or a thank you email. Just letting people know that you recognize that they've played a major role in making it this far and that you don't want to end your 2021 without thanking them for their support. All right. So that's going to bring this week's episode and the very last episode of 2021 of the Rerooted and Thriving podcast to a close. And I want to end with a note of gratitude, thanking you for listening thus far. I'm excited to jump right back in in 2022 with new content, new episodes, and a few guests as we start off um, the podcast in the new year. I want to bring guests onto the show. And so thankful for you listening. And as usual, you already know that I have a pearl of wisdom to send you off with. This week's pearl of wisdom is a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it says, cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. So as we wrap up this final episode, be grateful for making it this far. Be grateful for all the things you've encountered along your path that have brought you to this moment. I'm thankful for you and I can't wait to join you again in 2022. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in January.